This, this is the Second Second Story Podcast. When I was in middle school, I wore baggy cargo jean shorts and picked my nose. I never had a date to the eighth period school dances. I was more content to just stand on the side and watch my friends slow dance to early usher jams. <laughs> middle school. It's a time of prepubescent horrors. And in this week's Second Story Podcast, we bring you the story of one woman's real-life middle school nightmare. With this story titled Hell on Rings, Second Story is proud to present the coolest lady in all of Chicago, Jen Bosworth. When I was in middle school, Ronald Reagan decided that we, as a nation, needed to get fit, especially our nation's children. I remember having to do these ridiculous dances to songs like, Go, you chicken fat, go, in gym class. We middle schoolers had to march around the gym like idiots and skip laps for an hour, while our gym teacher, Mr. Pavlich, stood in the doorway smoking Pall Malls, watching us. Mr. Pavlich was a thick, pasty man with a bristly mustache and fat hands. And when some of us seventh graders complained about his smoking, he made us do extra go, you chicken fat, go laps. And we never mentioned the smoking again. But we did take, take to calling him Mr. Crotch Itch behind his back. <laughs> One day, Mr. Pavlich informed us that our school had received special funding, thanks to President Reagan, for new and improved gym equipment. I thought this would mean new dodgeballs or maybe a new basketball hoop. These are the hanging rings, Mr. Pavlich said as he showed us the new equipment and read out of a thick manual complete with drawings, which no doubt came straight from the Get Fit Central Office. Just like in the Olympics, he said, an unlit palm all hanging out of his mouth. And suddenly, I longed to prance in my unflattering gym uniform to go, you chicken fat, go. Give me the vault or the balance beam. At least those were closer to the ground. But the hanging rings? Gym class was like a foreign country to me. One where all the citizens hated me. And I wasn't too fond of them either. I had few friends. I kept to myself writing terrible poetry. My life is a maze of dead flowers. <laughs> and minutes turn into hours. I sit on my bed, holding my head, climbing the infinite towers. You know, that kind of shit. It's real easy. Pavlich barked. I lower the rings with this here rope, and then you grab hold of them, one ring in each hand. Okay, then I'm going to raise the rings with this here rope, and you guys are going to perform a series of uh, maneuvers. Maneuvers? What the hell was this, the army? And then... I stole a glance at Amy Sadecki, the most popular girl in the world. 
And like all the cool girls, she was on a private gymnastics team. They went after school to a private gymnastics studio across town. And last year, my mom had signed me up for lessons. I was a head taller and about 20 pounds heavier. And one day, while I was fumbling around on the uneven bars, I farted really loudly. <laughs> and everyone laughed <laughs> and snorted. And everyone, and everyone laughed and ran away from me as though I were a leper. I never went back. Amy Sadecki looked at the rings and smiled. She looked as though she'd waited her whole life for this moment. Her expression seemed to say, finally, the hanging rings have arrived. Okay, Mr. Pavlich continued. So when you're in the air holding on to the rings, you'll pull yourself up and place a leg through each ring. It's real easy, people. The goal is to end up sitting up in the rings just like in the Olympics. And you just lean back and pull your legs out again and return to your original hanging position. I'll then lower you down, and that'll be that. Maneuvers completed. Okay, Amy, he shouted, hit it! Now, Amy Sadecki sauntered up like a real champ. She smiled back at the rest of us like she was about to let us in on an ancient Olympiad secret. Amy grabbed hold of those suckers like she owned them. Pavlich hoisted Amy up with little effort. She gracefully slipped her legs through the rings and was sitting up before I knew it. Then, in one fell swoop, Amy did some sort of twisty flip thing and landed on her feet in the perfect I am the shit pose. She made it look easy. Maybe I can do this. I thought maybe everything is going to be okay. Okay, Bosworth, you're up. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's go, kid. Move it, Pavlich yelled, his palm all bobbing. So, I'm a little chunky, I told myself. So what, I can do this. And I wiped my hands on my shirt and took a deep breath as I placed a hand on each ring. So far, so good. <laughs> Pavlich pulled on the rope, having to exert considerably more force than he had to with Amy. He even grunted a bit. Go, go, go! Pavlich shouted from down below, go fucking where? My mind went completely blank. Bosworth, begin the maneuvers. There was that word again, maneuvers. What I wouldn't give to maneuver on over to Crotchich and kick his ass. But I began the task of trying to place my legs through the rings. Come on, muscles, I pleaded. Bust a move, you guys. I threw my legs up and missed completely, and I heard Snickers from below. That's okay, I told myself. I can handle Snickers. And Amy Sadecki wasn't laughing, but had this big old grin on her face, and I knew what that grin was saying. It was saying, you fat loser. You'll never make it. Then... A miracle happened. Jehovah himself came and forced my legs into the rings. I was in. Take that, Crotchitch. Eat poop, Amy Sadecki. I was going to be all right, thank you very much. 
and I willed myself into the mandatory sitting position. It was like, for a brief moment, I channeled goddamn Jane Fonda. Okay, Bosworth, keep it moving. Onward and upward, I thought. The rest is a piece of cake. At that moment in seventh grade, I had just tasted victory sitting up there on those rings, and then something weird began to happen. My legs began to sweat, and those magical rings that just moments before had been my BFFs, they began to turn on me. Oh no, God, please no. Perhaps I had asked Jehovah too much in my prayers. I don't know, all I know is that at that moment, the rings were sliding up my legs. They eventually became firmly lodged at the top of my thighs, creating a weird harness situation. I was in real trouble. Even Amy Sudecki stopped smiling, and the skin around the rings swelled, and I frantically tried to finagle my way out of those godforsaken rings, but the more I moved, the more stuck I became. It was like one of those Chinese finger puzzles where the harder you pull, the more stuck you become, and you'd think that the sweat would have acted like a lubricant, but instead it created a sort of suction effect. Mr. Pa Mr. Pavlich's palm all drooped. He looked slightly confused and a bit alarmed, and then, I pumped my legs like a caged animal trying to escape. I would have bitten off my own leg if it meant freedom, and suddenly I used a little too much force and flipped backwards. The crowd gasped. Now I hung upside down, suspended by my thighs, swinging like a dead monkey. Then my gym t-shirt flew up over my head. I heard a collective, oh, from the crowd below because now I was hanging upside down by my thighs naked from the waist up. And I say naked because only a select few girls were fortunate enough to have mothers who believed in letting their preteen daughters wear training bras. I was not one of them. Amy and her friends all wore training bras. They strutted around like peacocks in their jockey, beautiful beginning training bras in the locker room while I desperately tried to change into my gym uniform without taking off my street clothes first. Now, at this point, Mr. Pavlich realized he had a real situation on his hands. A kid making an ass of herself is one thing, but a naked kid is quite another, and he needed this job. The price of Paul Malls was rising rapidly. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, Bosworth, hold on, he shouted. And I tried to cover myself, but I was afraid that if I moved too much, I would become dislodged and fall. And while death would have been a welcome visitor at this point, there was no guarantee I would actually die. What if I became a paraplegic? That would be even more embarrassing than dying. And finally, after a zillion years, Pavlich slowly lowered me, and there was silence, and I did a half-assed handstand while he tried to dislodge me without touching my bathing suit parts. I thudded on the stinky blue mat 
and I slowly stood, hair all akimbo, and tucked my shirt into my shorts, which I dislodged from my ass. <laughs> there were large red welts on my inner thighs, and they stung, so I had to waddle back to my place in line. And then the bell rang, and much to my surprise, no one said anything. Ah! My classmates all just turned to exit the gym. Maybe they were silenced by their PTSD. I don't know. I didn't care. Mr. Pavlich went to the doorway and lit up a palm mall. He looked faint. But then, as she was leaving, Amy Sadecki saw me hobbling along. Way to go, waddler. Then the whole class laughed hysterically and began to chant, waddler, woo, waddler. And from then on, for the next two years, I was known as the waddler. My nickname, the waddler, eventually faded, but my hatred for Ronald Reagan has remained. <laughs> he was a vile, evil man with horrible policies, trickle-down economics, for the birds, Iran-Contra affair, shameful. But I believe the horrors that were the result of his get fit policy were far worse. And being one of its victims, I feel I have earned the right to say, fuck you, Ronald Reagan, <laughs> fuck you. Later in high school, Amy Sadecki got pregnant and ended up working at the local pizza hut and <laughs> Once I saw her there, she saw me too, and she had acne and greasy hair. She was doughy and looked tired. Her Mary Lou Retton dreams apparently fallen by the wayside, and we said nothing to each other. We had a moment of brief recognition, and then she quickly disappeared into the Pizza Hut kitchen. I wonder if she ever thinks about that day back in seventh grade, that day when she was a champion and I was a loser. It's crazy how some people appear to be maneuvering through life so effortlessly, and then bang, one day they smash into a brick wall. And even though in seventh grade I wish she were dead, I feel grateful today for Amy Sadecki, I do. She helped me to build character and develop compassion and a fierce loyalty to underdogs. And the most important thing that she taught me was, when in doubt, Wear a fucking undershirt. Thank, and for all that I can say, thank you, Amy Sadecki. Thank you. That was Jen Bosworth. A mainstay in the live lit scene, Jen is putting up a one-woman show in New York this August at the International Fringe Festival titled Why Not Me? This story was curated by Julie Ganey with performance direction from Reshmi Hazra and a sound design by Eric Hazen. Second Story is a Chicago-based collective of story makers and story lovers working to bring audiences together through the power of shared storytelling experiences. Come out to our next live show on Monday, July 29th at City Winery in Chicago for Cruel Summer, Stories of Learning the Hard Way. For tickets or more information, visit our website at secondstory.com. That's 2mdstory.com. If you like this podcast, we hope you'll consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes and help other story lovers discover our work. You can always reach me with comments or thoughts through email at ozzy at secondstory.com. 
Second Story podcasts are funded in part by the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, the City Arts Grants, the Arts Works Fund, and the Chicago Community Foundation. I'm Ozzie Totten, and this is Second Story.